0: Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks, where our sticks are always hard and we always put the biscuit in the basket. This is episode 74, and I am your host, Cody Beakman, and with me as always is Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up? Hello. And today we've got an amazing guest on here today, Nick Adams. Nick, give yourself, give us and the crowd some how-do-you-do's. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Good to see you. Good to be here. Hey, man! Uh, uh, nice to have you on to talk a little hockey. I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be breaking down the uh, the four NHL divisions. We're talking Central, Pacific, Atlantic, and Metropolitan. We're going we're gonna to be talking about who, uh, which teams uh, really knocked it out of the park and uh, which teams are dumpster fires and uh, everything in between. But before we do that, we're going to send it over to Dave Zambonis for another installment of Dave's Zambonis.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks, Beaks. Uh Welcome to the Zamboni pick of the day. I'm Dave from the Zambonis, the world's only all-hockey band. And uh, today's song, uh, you know, Zamboni songs, uh, if you don't know, every song's about hockey for the last 30 years. But a lot of songs are, uh, you know, we we're, we're not dumb. We can use a metaphor. So a song might be about the Cold War or the U.S. Olympic team winning in 1980, or divorce, or whatever, relationships, trying to be in a band. But this song is not that. This song is called My Back Hurts. I had back surgery in 2001, and that's what the damn song's about, My Back Hurt. So please enjoy My Back Hurts. Thanks, Beaks. (laughs)
0: So much, Dave, for another amazing Dave Zambonis. Remember, you can always catch the Zambonis on Spotify and Bandcamp. Go follow them, give them a like, and subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So, now I only because the beast got the deeks. Well, the only reason why the Beaks got the deeks is because the Zambonis sing about it, and that's the only yeah, way boy. the that's the only way people are gonna know that the Beaks got I the deeks. A dope guest on here today too yeah oh i mean nick uh, uh so excited to have you on i mean I, I like we've known each other for a while and always had such a uh such a pleasure yeah. talking hockey man uh just give us a little background info about you you know kind of how like you got into hockey and where you're at where you're at now in the hockey scene so yeah give us a little yeah, uh background.
2: absolutely so
0: uh it all you know
2: it kind of started out um my you know i lived here my whole life so um uh, being big abs fan my whole life and uh um, so my uncle, basically, he uh, he was the big sports guy in our family, and he's the one that turned me on to uh, football and hockey and everything, and everything's always been local. So, um, yeah, so anyways, he's the one that uh, started me off with my, my young fandom at a young age of five years old, I believe, when the Abs won their second Stanley Cup.
0: Right in your formative years,
2: sir. Oh, you know, so <laughs> we're out here just waiting, just waiting. We got another one coming. You know
3: how it is, but uh, that's
2: kind of where I live in the world now. I follow it close, um,
3: getting. So tell us a little bit more about you know like you playing hockey, dude. Tell us a little uh, bit more about how you know, I got I, into it. Yeah. Like, so uh, touching be, the ice, what was it like? You Smell an ice cream. Just the very first moment we walked into the ring, kind of telling me about your experience. There.
2: Oh, you know, um, I, you know how it is, going out there first time, strapping up the skates, not knowing exactly what's going on. Uh I lived in the roller hockey world mostly in the street hockey world with the boys on the corner but uh you know I've eaten my fair share of pucks and you know taken my fair share of slappers and I mean you just can't beat the feeling of rolling out there with the boys and strapping it up and having a good
0: time. Oh man, man. Oh freaking man. I like I really think that's that's the biggest that's the best part about just playing hockey, just being able to go out there and really, you know, yuck it up with the boys and just have a good time. So, I mean, uh, that's, that's really where I think a lot of us cut our teeth originally with hockey is just having that feeling with everybody around you and being able to get out there and, you know, slap the puck around. So that's awesome, man.
2: Yeah. You know, just banging the sticks, yeah. throwing the saucers.
0: Shit. That's what I'm saying, man. Absolutely. All right. So, well, good to have you on, man. We're really stoked to have you here. I mean, just like I said, uh, like i Always love chatting puck with you, so it's always I mean, been a good time having you come on and maybe talking about this next season was a bit of a no-brainer. So, yeah, so uh, today we're gonna go through all the uh, you know all the the separate divisions. You know, uh, there's a little bit of a realignment at least for the Central and Pacific, uh, just because of Seattle coming in. And um, so let's start it out with the Central. I mean, the Central you've got Arizona, the newcomer Chicago, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, and Winnipeg. So, uh, the the way I want uh, the way I want to start this is just I want to throw throw my opinion out there. Um, as far back as I can remember, um, uh, ever since the Central was a thing, it was it, the parody. There was always the Central is the hardest division to play in. Now that we've got some realignment and like major movement on all teams, I mean, you, you can uh, you take a look at any one of these teams and these like there's a stark different, well at least somewhat of a stark difference in between all three of these all uh, all three of these teams. Uh, Cody Beekman, can you count? Probably not. Anyways, I'm not good at math, but <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, yes, <laughs> so uh, so let's take it. Let's take a look at this. Um, First of all, I just want to point out Arizona Coyotes. I just, I, I just Whoa, want to start squad. there. I just, like, I, well, like I just want to start there because, I mean, this it's been a bit of a t- uh, tire fire there. I mean, especially with uh, like e- e- uh, eviction looming over their heads. You mean you like to be knowing where you're going to play next year? I mean, uh, as as far as I checked, Where's I mean yeah, where am I buying at? Is. So I mean, with with ev- uh, eviction looming over their heads, um, they have pretty much been just a uh, all-out sale. Uh, Nick, start there. Uh, w- what about these Arizona Coyotes? And I mean,
2: well, I mean, they're trying to head in the right direction. So, I mean, we can start with the deal that they made with the ABS. I mean, obviously, so going out and sending Darcy Kemper our way for Connor Timmons in a first. I mean, it's kind of a it's a win now trade for them because you know they could use a young top four defenseman that can skate a little bit and obviously they're trying to get draft picks and we could have used the
3: goalie and then uh... I feel comfortable with that. I feel like Kemper, you know, wasn't really just kind of you know going with their style of play. You know, he was a great player, but I just really think that his body type, the way he plays the game, pinching a little too much. I just really feel like it wasn't part of the game. need more offensive. People essentially, yeah. you know, so I kind of think if it was a good trade for the Avs overall.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, actually Arizona is kind of really tied up with Colorado in this off season a whole lot. I mean, I you could, I mean, you could say that for a lot of teams, and I'm probably, I'm pretty sure we we will talk about it. Obviously, um, yeah, I think um, Arizona dumping off Kemper, and uh, I, they've been stacking stacking draft picks left and right i mean oel left for uh, uh left for draft picks galore i mean uh, they've been taking on they've been taking on salary uh, for draft picks and short-term salary though
2: short-term salary well
0: yeah <laughs> i mean uh well and and so they go out they get connor timmons and they they grab a uh, a shane Gosta spear which let's be Honest, his not the seems, greatest. Not the greatest. It seems like his year, his best years are uh, behind him. That second round pick that was attached to him seems real nice, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, and uh, that and that's the exactly the kind of formula that you're looking for these days in a uh, like a true rebuild. Because I mean, yeah, they totally uh, yeah. next year, next year's draft, the years, the, the year after that is going to be fil- you're going to be seeing Arizona Coyotes taking basically every. Everybody in the draft. I'm pretty sure, like that next year, like that whole first round is basically like Arizona, Arizona. Well, it might not even be Arizona ever again, but I mean, hey, I mean, no, coyotes, 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 Coyotes. Uh, probably Detroit, <laughs> Coyotes, Coyotes, Coyotes. Uh, well, probably more uh, Buffalo. You know, right. so, like uh, uh, so. What do you you? Uh, so, what do you guys uh, think that like? reshaping the landscape like that what does it what does that kind of mean in the central division where where do you think that the central division is going to be going from here just because for me i look at it and i and i think you obviously see a team in the central division
3: rebuilding obviously for sure to kind of carry on your point there cody the surprising thing to me was you know the uh the christian dvorak getting rid of him That's for right. a 2022 first round draft pick so I think that just clearly says they're rebuilding. Um, oh, yeah. And they're looking for young, new talent to come into the game. And so regardless of wherever they play, I just think that, you know, if it's Arizona still or anybody else, I think they're set up for success, kind of like Vegas was. Because um, you see another, you know, team in the central in the hot state going to somewhere else, and they're just going to probably pick up and leave where they left off. And I think right now you know, they had a good start. They're only getting better. Um, so for me, again, Dvorak was a huge thing for me because that's, you know, one of their veteran players. Uh, I mean, still young, too. I mean, yeah.
0: he's he, I mean, still young, but I mean, he was playing veteran al- minutes. Exactly. He was playing like a veteran on that team. I was pretty aware that they were,
2: I mean, rebuilding. I think when OEL got shipped to Vancouver, that was the move that was like, all right, we're we're restarting here. Yeah,
0: and then losing Connor Garland, I mean, Dvorak. I mean, uh, it, I it just the list goes on They're and looking on to the future, yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's it's not a bad idea. I mean, that is the like the uh, rebuild kind of structure. I mean, the Avalanche did it. Look at look at us now. I mean, uh, a few. Uh, like a bunch, like five or six first-round draft picks later, we're, we're seen the Avs are seen as a uh, contender now. So, but, I have,
3: yeah, just amazing to see how these guys are making these moves, and this year's going to change a lot.
0: That, that'll be interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for for right now, the you know Arizona, um, a their future's up in the air, and. Where they might call home is uh, absolutely up in the air for now. So that, is, that, that like, I wanted to address that just because, I mean, how could you, uh, if you're a hockey fan and you're looking at the entire league, how could you not address something like that? I mean, there's a guy out there that wants to buy him so. <coughs> well, hopefully he's, in, um... He lives in Quebec or, you know, Houston, which is uh, two I do, of the places. I do that believe
2: I, Houston is where he is located. Oh,
0: see, yeah, and Houston actually, uh, Houston was actually very interested in the uh, a, um, expansion draft as mm-hmm. well. So, I mean. I, th- I think a team ends
2: up in Houston before a team ends up back in Quebec.
0: I think so, too, especially because the Canadian dollar is can not doing very well as opposed to the U.S. No, dollar. No state
2: tax in the state of Texas, either. Oh, just wow. Just to throw that out there.
0: And, I mean, let's be honest. For Dallas Stars to have, like, a, a that close of a, a team, beauty rivalry. Because think about it. Meant to be. Dallas Stars. uh Looking at looking at all the teams, who who would be who's the who's Dallas Stars rivalry with right now? The oh, right now, yeah, I don't. That's a hard one to pick. Might be the Blues. maybe like I mean uh, like I'm with you. Like that's that's probably as close as I as I would get to like an actual like full-on rival kind
3: of division That's, like that.
0: but to have a yeah. geographical rival right there like i mean it's it's if you can just plant one right there it, i mean it makes the most sense oh truly so let's let's move on um i, I do want to hear um who you guys is uh most improved team in the central is right now so i'm gonna start with nick nick who is your most improved team in the central right
2: now um, the most improved team that i have in the central right now actually is the winnipeg jets do you tell? Um, one of the reasons that I have the uh, Winnipeg Jets listed is they uh, they were able to re-sign Paul Stastny one year, so I mean they do have a a top nine per se instead of a top six. Um, I did like the trade that they made for uh, Brendan Dillon with the Caps.
0: Very depth, very depth kind of trade, and Dylan is a very solid defenseman.
2: And I did like the pickup of Nate Schmidt with the Canucks because I do believe Nate Schmidt's still a top four guy. He just didn't really fit with uh, what Vancouver had going on.
0: Yeah, he definitely had an off year with uh, with uh, Vancouver, but I mean, you look at. You look at his years with, uh, like his his time with uh, Vegas, and I mean he was golden, you know. And who knows, maybe he'll fit a little bit better in the, uh, you know, in maybe a little heavier game with, um, with Winnipeg. So I I, 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 I can I see where you where where you go. I just about.
2: felt like they they already had a really deep forward core, you know, built over there, and uh, they were kind of soft on the back end, and I I felt like they really made an effort to go out there and solidify it, and as a fan of a contending team in the central I do think that they are a team to watch out for.
0: I think for me I really need to see more from Pierre-Luc Dubois I mean there's been he's, I mean, uh,
2: he's supposed to be you know the number one two way centered kind of guy and this is that big year for him to prove it.
0: Yeah I mean, uh, especially after all the terrible they, things they you gave know. up
2: Patrick Lane for I mean that's a big move so.
0: Possibly really great players switching spots into possibly really great hockey towns so it was like you kind of just traded for the same player I mean the work ethic with both Patrick Laine and Pierre-Luc Dubois has always been questioned
2: yeah it's just a, it's just you traded for two different styles one's a goal scorer and one's a two way player
0: yeah alright uh, Brycey uh, who do you think the most uh, improved team in the central
3: I mean I, have to, I can't argue with what he just said there I really can't I mean I think you know for sure I, I mean gosh, gosh. I had nothing to say. I'm releasing a, a good homeboy over here. I have to. Go with Peg? Yeah, dude. The pigs. Alright. I mean that's I mean he I did my research, but he kinda of took everything I wanted to say. So Okay.
0: On that. Well um I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different way and um I'm gonna say the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean you you bring in you bring in uh Marc Andre Fleury, which who was a question mark about if he was even gonna play. So he decides to play, which is huge. 'Cause goaltending has been a gigantic problem ever since Corey Crawford went down the hill. Do you like Vesnes? Yeah, you like well you, shh, I I think anybody likes Vesnes, baby. Well, uh, but but yeah, I mean like goaltending's been in major question. I mean, especially last year with their like goalie carousel. And you know, Stan Bowman got really smart and went out and got a T- Tyler Johnson. You know, a very solid third line C. And and yeah, going back to the defense, I mean, yeah, you drop off Brent Seabrook's contract, you no longer have to worry about that. Um, you, you do trade uh, Duncan Keith, which, uh, let's be honest with you, man, he has not been uh, the actual Duncan Keith we have seen in the past. I mean, his his best years are far behind him. So, you you know, you drop him, you get a Caleb Jones for it. Then you go and trade for uh, Seth Jones, which is, I mean, always going to be a top top two, top three, uh, uh, top one, top two D but, I mean, I, I'm, uh, if I'm going to say they might have overpaid for him, yeah, they overpaid for him. But the fact is, is they got him. They've got him. They, I mean, and then, yeah, the Jonathan Taves is actually looking like he's going to be coming back. I mean, after, like, this crazy immune, immunal disease or something. I, I, I can't remember what it was, so... I don't like to give Chicago a lot of shrift, but on paper right now, the most improved team right now in the Central.
2: I mean, I'll agree with that. They, uh, they definitely are a lot better now than they were when, before the offseason began.
0: I'll t- yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I, what I want to say, uh, all right, so we can't, we can't say the Arizona Coyotes because we've already talked about them. Who is the least improved team in the Central? Go, Nick.
2: Um. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Preds just because their main goal this offseason was to to shed. They were trying very hard to shed money, and this off season through the expansion draft failed to do that. Still have Johansson locked up long term. Still Slide have still have Maddie Duchesne locked up long term. <laughs> they got a lot of question marks on what they're doing there in the future. I've wow. Trading Victor Arvidsson. And Ryan Ellis. Uh, Ryan Ellis for nothing. Uh, I didn't love that deal with Philly. I mean, I just... There's a lot of questions on what I have going on in there. And then I guess the other one that I would have said would have been Minnesota just for the, the buyouts.
0: I was just saying Minnesota. No, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I like I just had to mention also Pecorine retires. So yeah. you got... I mean, um, you see legend, is capable. Legend. But uh, he hasn't played an entire 82-game season. He played majority of last season in a 56-game schedule. But, I mean, 82 games is way different. And, uh, I mean, they don't have much. Uh, I mean, they have they have goalies coming up in the pipeline. But uh, as of right now, yeah. they don't really have a full number two. But I, I must agree with you guys on the Minnesota. I mean, they still haven't even got the uh, Kirill uh, Kaprizov deal I, done. I
2: feel like that was
0: just a softball, so I went with. But I mean, uh, yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you guys on uh, Minnesota being the least improved team. I mean, they had a they. I mean, they buy out, yeah, uh, uh, Suter and Perisay, and so they've got this money they deal with, but they've just wasted it on waiting for Caprice off to sign Who's possibly a contract. Still unsigned. Which I mean, yeah, they had that rumor, those rumors about. Um, they had those rumors about always oh, ten uh, his- million
2: dollar KHL deal.
0: Yeah, which came out as total bullshit. So, I mean, it, like at this point, like Garen was very well, I mean, just getting those buyouts first. You, you thought, man, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be getting at it this year. And, and honestly, I think he's really weighing too much on this Caprizoff uh, deal. I mean, I don't blame him. Caprizoff, uh, I mean, freaking rookie of the year, but do you really sign him a long time? long-term already
2: well he doesn't even want the long-term deal is the problem they want to and he doesn't want it
0: i I don't blame him especially in minnesota (laughs) Cough cop cop, cop. anyway uh so um i am gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna place this one more question on uh on you guys before uh we move on to the next one who do you think is the dark horse for making the playoffs in uh the central
2: i think with uh everything that you described with the blackhawks i I don't think a whole lot of people going into this offseason was expecting Chicago to make the playoffs. And, I mean, who knows? with a Hall of Famer in that. And, I mean, I'm not the biggest believer in Seth Jones, but obviously they are, so.
0: I'll tell you what. I mean, I can see that. What do you think there, Bracer? I mean, I think they're
3: wild. I mean, that'd be the biggest one. I mean, for me, they haven't done anything in a long time time in, in terms a long of, while yeah yeah, long while yeah. There, that yeah, i see what you did there but yeah I mean, that's
0: fucking in- funny aren't i honestly i gotta i think i gotta go with uh chicago as well i mean um they have they they've really reshaped their team just out of nowhere too beautiful and and uh who's all right just just quick uh uh just i mean we're talking freudian shit like one uh uh quick question answer uh top of the top of the central
2: Top of the Central, uh, Colorado Avalanche.
0: Oh, you know, Avalanche. All right, yeah. Well, you know, I think I might... um, For me, it's going to be a toss-up between Winnipeg and Colorado.
2: I think it's a battle, but I think we end up on top.
0: I I feel the same way. I I mean...
3: This was the year, I think, for the Avalanche. You know, the Ads have up and downs, but I you know, even Vegas is still going back to the Avalanche being like, yeah, the Avs are going to go again this year. So, I mean, I'm going to go with Vegas. Gonna, I mean, what they say in Vegas about the Avs, I'm going I'm to bet on our boys. Alright, on to the Pacific. On to the West. So you're on the bandwagon there, Cody? For
0: sure, the Avs. Well, I mean, uh... You think winning pig? You gotta give us an answer here. You gotta commit. As an Avalanche fan, of course, I'm gonna say the Avs, But uh, you know, it's gonna be tough. Uh, This, this, uh, the Central's kind of wide open right now. I mean, I don't think the Avs really improved that much, or I think they, if anything, they uh, they improved less. So um,
2: I don't think I don't think we lost enough to lose the step completely on top, but we'll see.
0: History as my guide, it's um it. I don't think it looks very good for the Avalanche, honestly. So I'm gonna say Winnipeg on, on top in the Central.
2: Makes sense. It makes sense. Hurts my feelings a little bit, but it makes sense. It
0: hurts my feelings too. I mean, I'm a I'm an Avs fan through and through, but I I've got to look at it from you know uh from a you know a logical point of view here. Totally. Yeah. It's pessimistic
3: as I am about that. You know, I want to be confident that the Avalanche can pull it out, but.
0: All right, so let's move on to the Pacific. All right, we've got An- Anaheim Ducks, Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, Los Angeles Kings, San Jose Sharks, Seattle, a Karakin, a Vancouver Canucks, and the Vegas Golden Knights. So, who out of the Pacific Division has improved the most? Let's get Nick out. Adams on the mic. I have the Los Angeles Kings
2: as the the most improved team in the Pacific Division. I really like the uh, Victor Arvidsson trade that they made with Nashville. I like the pickup uh, to add depth into their top six there. Um, The Alex Edler pickup, adding that uh, good old vet depth on the back end never hurts anybody.
0: No, not at all. absolutely. And
2: then they uh they committed to the, the man himself, uh old Philip Deneau, the two-way center Stanley Cup standout himself. So. I, I
0: I you know I will I will have to agree with you on a lot of this. I mean uh Victor Arvidsson, I mean um when he's not hurt Yeah, I mean, 100%. It definitely affected him a little bit, and that's why I think maybe a little
2: bit of a fresh start in L.A. with a a couple of, you know, either they're going to pair him up with Kopitar or either Phil Deneau, and I I don't know. I just think it could be good for him, and I like what they did this offseason.
0: I think an Andre Kopitar, Victor Arvidsson, Dustin Brown line would be incredible. Who do you think there, Bryce? Uh, who's uh, the most improved team in the old Dude, Pacific? Dude, I, I mean, you know, I
3: really, really hope that the Seattle Kraken can kind of have the same look that the Vegas Golden Knights did, you know, when when they came into the league. So, you know, I'm really, I'm really rooting for them, especially because they have our, our old, old guy, Grubauer, back there. And Donnie. Know, and Donnie. So, I mean, it's hard for me to not root for them. But, you know, I really do think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, these guys are the best NHL players in the league, but I think get the right chemistry, like Vegas had. If they have the right chemistry and they figure it out quickly, I really think that, you know, they can really put a shock on everybody else coming into the league and kind of stun everybody and just kind of go from there. So, I'm, but I'm really, you know, pointing out a couple of things here. Drew Bauer from one in the back of the net. Great, fantastic. Well, oh yeah. A guy like that. But yeah, I'm really mostly looking at, you know, the two pickups. You know, they have a two way winger. Um, they picked up Alex Weinberg. He's fantastic.
0: And, oh yeah, you Weinberg know, can really show something. And he was uh, he was coming alive in Florida the year before. Yeah,
3: and Jaden Swartz. So I mean, I mean, you have a couple guys on there who I think who could easily kind of have that Grant and Landis God kind of chemistry and just put some pucks in the back of the net and need him to be in clutch. Well, so I feel like he has some big moments of some games with with Seattle at the well, end of the day.
0: For me, the most improved team in the Pacific. Uh, I got to say it's Vancouver.
1: Not really. Elaborate, sir.
0: They buy out Vertanen, they buy out Holby. That means that Thatcher Demko is really going to get that shriff is like the 1A there. And I think that that's exactly what he needed and I think uh too many times uh They thought you know Holby was going to come back, and now they don't have they don't have to they don't have to worry about that. They can give uh, Thatcher what he needs. I mean, they pick up uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. I mean, uh, yeah, okay, maybe he didn't score as many, he didn't put the points up as many, as much as he uh, you know as he did maybe earlier in his uh, career. But dude, he's a defenseman. He's He is the guy. He was the guy for Arizona. And, I mean, playing on a, you know, less than reputable team like the Arizona Coyotes last year, it's always going to, it's always, you're always going to look bad. I'm sorry. But, I mean, let's be honest with you. The Arizona Coyotes that we saw last year were nowhere near anything. And, you know what? The team captain and the number one on defense Oliver ekman Larson is gonna get eaten up for that, no matter what. But now he roll he rolls into Vancouver as maybe a one, uh, a two or a three defenseman with I mean uh, with Quinn Hughes. Give me a break. That But Cody, I,
3: I agree with you, man. They have 12 players who could be on the Olympic team. Yeah, you have 12 players, and you have Elias Peterson. dude. The guy just so slick and so smooth. And you have Pony Boy, the fucking blonde hair just running around out there. Uh, so yeah. I mean, dude, you guys, I mean. So much talent. I mean, this year's going to be big for them, I believe. Yeah. I agree with
0: that. Anyways, uh, so let's move on to the least improved team in the Pacific. Nick, kick us off.
2: Again, it's a toss-up between two teams, but uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Edmonton Oilers just because I don't know what they're doing.
0: Oh, wow, really? Um, Edmonton. You know. I said that weird. Uh, hey. Say it like you. Say it like
3: Edmonton. Edmonton.
2: Edmonton.
0: Anyways, yeah, like to, uh, what's to, your what's your reason
2: to, there? To go ahead and I mean they they went ahead and uh trade traded Bear to uh Carolina, shipped uh Caleb Jones to Chicago, brought in Duncan Keith on with his uh I believe he's
0: got like five years ish, four years at five and a half million left. No no money retained. It's a hefty, yeah, it's a hefty contract. Bringing in a 40-year-old Mike Smith on a two-year contract to uh, still be in net up there. After all, only just years of scrutiny. Um, <laughs> may, maybe giving Zach Hyman a lot of money
2: to go play on the wing up there. Yeah. And uh, I just, I feel like they have a lot of elite talent around them. And, uh... I, I
0: just am not 100% sure what they're doing. Bryce is just looking at me like he keeps taking all my talking points. Literally, parts. I just
3: <laughs> like, look at my notes and I'm like, God damn it. Um, Sorry, buddy. Once again,
0: uh, homeboy knows what he's doing here. I just uh, I can't even say anything. <laughs> I, I mean. Ken Holland's uh, contract signings are not that great. Bringing Zach Hyman was a great idea. But signing him for way too much, and that that's just going to put him right back where they are in a couple of years, man. I agree with you like the like the term and like the contracts that that's a is bringing on it' it's, 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 it's,
2: like that Hyman contract was the one that really kind of turned me off that i mean Zach Hyman's a good hockey player, uh, he plays hard, but at the term, six years of, uh, I don't remember, I don't have the exact figure off the top of my
0: head, but six years, and I remember it was a lot of money. Way too long and for way too much. I mean, yeah, Zach Hyman did great in Toronto this year. I,
2: I just don't know necessarily how well that that kind of style of game is going to age.
0: And then, and not 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 to mention Darnell Nurse's.
2: Oh, I forgot. Yeah, un- I, I, like
0: ridiculous contract as well. I just don't think Nurse really deserved that kind of a contract. I
2: did think that that was a very hefty number. I know he's a young and up and coming defenseman, but th- th- that's a big commitment to a guy that hasn't shown a whole
0: lot yet. To um, me, to me, from what I've seen, ner- from Nurse, it did not. It did not. Uh, Garner uh, a uh, a eight year deal at pretty much eight million. it just didn't and and I, I mean this is Kid Holland man this is Kid Holland
2: it's just kind of that's kind of what he does and that's kind of where I put him where I put him just because I, I mean I've, main reason being I think again I think he might have signed Hyman just lifespan too far on that contract. He
3: signed Hyman too high man. I'm just like a total weirdo Oxymoron Cause I'm just giving You know An expansion team So much credit And I'm gonna give This expansion team The Las Vegas Golden Knights and I'm just like Again yeah, he's losing Flurry bro That has to hurt So, so Giving away Flurry Bad And so like, Yeah literally gave away Flurry And I mentioned that earlier man I just he, he can be a spaz at times But he was the best he got So I'm looking at that Like you, you gotta kick the tread And the tires Two more years at least At least Why would you get rid of him Especially when you're going to the playoffs three consecutive years in a row. Like, what? I, I, I don't know. They've never missed the playoffs. They've literally not missed the playoffs. So, they're literally fixing something that didn't need to be fixed. And I, I feel like they, yeah, they did themselves a big disfavor by like, getting a big old flurry there.
0: McFlurry. A flurry of bad decisions. They uh,
2: they definitely attach themselves to Robin Leonard for it sure. It just
3: bugs me so much. You have so much success with him, and you let him go. Kind of like the absolute group hour, but I mean that's cap problems, I feel, yeah. man. That's I, exactly. I, and
0: that's uh, it was purely for cap. Uh, cap. Reasons. The flat cap world that we live in. Yeah, unfortunate. It, it's not a beautiful world that to, to, to live in if you're if you're in an any NHL fan. I
3: think it's safe to say you're gonna see a lot more goals scored on the abs and the and the Vegas Golden Knights this year for sure. Like no matter what.
0: Yeah. So Alright, alright. Well, um I'm gonna go ahead and say um the Anaheim Ducks. Were the least improved. They were. They they did nothing. They did literally nothing. They they sat around and and. Th- hey, wait. They might trade for Jack Eichel. Didn't you hear? Oh no. Uh, uh, I I doubt that. I don't even think there's anybody on the Anaheim Ducks right now that's worthy of trading to. Eichel thinks it's a good idea. Yeah, I, I'm sure you'd love to go to from one terrible team to another one, just on different sides of the uh, coast. Uh, all I got to say is Anaheim had had chances to really uh, to really make a splash. I mean there are so many incredible players on in free agency and on the trade market and they absolutely did not a darn thing. They stood pat. Not a darn thing.
2: That was the other team that I was debating for the bottom. I mean
0: I I I could also go San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks did absolutely nothing either. Absolutely nothing. They have a cloud of their own worriness over there going on. Yeah, I yeah they're like Texas to their own state. They're just doing nothing. Well, over then there. another another lackluster uh, season for the Ducks and the San Jose Sharks is apparently not on their worry list. So, all right. So let's go to the dark horse. Dark horse in Pacific. Go. My dark horse is a little different than yours. My dark horse is
2: the Canucks because I I kind of saw the Canucks in a different light. I guess. As uh, more as um, I I do like what they're doing with Thatcher and Net and committing to him, but I I guess more of Benning's decision making on he just signed that Holtby contract last year, bought it out this year. I I mean that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I mean bringing in OEL, a potential number one defenseman, attached with Connor Garland next to him which i mean they did end up re-signing him as well so securing up a top 6 wing spot there and then uh Jason Dickinson from the uh from the Dallas Stars as well i thought was a nice depth pickup in the forward core for them and oh yeah i definitely can see the uh, Vancouver Canucks finishing in the top 3 in the
3: Pacific for sure all if right. things go right all right all right so again i might not like a confusing motherfucker here but i'm thinking the Golden Knights. If they ca do Salt and the gang can do exactly what they did the last three years without Flurry, hats off.
0: You're calling them the Dark Horse for that? Also, yeah. I'm also The Dark the, Horse. The
3: Dark Horse. If they can pull off what they did the last three years without Flurry, you know what I mean, hats off. Hats off because a lot of those playoff games during the season last three years, anything they played, if it wasn't for Flurry, I don't think they'd be winning. So it's gotta be a big, big, big step up for their defensive you know, defensive, like, set of you know, everyone on defense to step up. About time so, for
0: Robin Leonard to put his big boy pants on. Literally, yeah, so
3: everybody's asked to step up. So
0: if they can do what they did last year, last three years without flurry, hats off. Interesting, interesting. I'm going to go, uh, I'm actually going to go Calgary as my dark horse. I really am. I mean, uh, a little, like a revamped kind of defensive core. I mean, uh, you, uh, like this is the year for Goudreau and Monaghan to show that they aren't just, you know, uh, a one-trick pony. They don't just show up. Um, uh, uh, Mika Valamaki is going to actually get a full year to uh, show what he's, what he's got going on. And, I mean, Rasmus Anderson played an incredible year last year. Um, so, yeah, Calgary's going to be my dark horse for... Uh, for uh, the Pacific, so uh, back to uh, one team, um, one team, one word, uh, top of the Pacific, Nick.
2: Top of the Pacific, I have the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I I mean, even with getting rid of Flurry, I do believe they gave Robin Leonard that five-year deal last year. He's shown, I mean, they even went to him and... The second round against Montreal or third round against Montreal this year. So I mean, even they went to him in big situations and he showed up big. So I mean, they're they're attaching their wagon to who they potentially thinks their new number one. And uh, I mean, they still got the big. Not to mention they added Dadnoff from Ottawa True. and uh, I I still and think Nolan that,
0: Patrick from a, Philly.
2: Yeah, and Nolan Patrick from Philly. That's what. Uh, if he, if he can pan out to be the center that uh, they think that he can be, which obviously they think is better than Cody Glass, then um, that, that solves a big problem that they've been
3: looking for for a long time. If not, they're still looking for a top C. Brycer? It's, it's, a, it's a 50-50 coin toss between, I think, Seattle. And, and Vegas? No, Seattle. Ain't no Seattle. And the and uh, Vancouver Canucks, I think we have wow. an opportunity to see a really really great rivalry. They're not too far apart, boys. So I really think we're going to see a great rivalry going on between the fan bases. Big and I, beef, yeah, I, totally. And I would I also, love to see a Pacific, totally. And then I then I really do think that I think overall it really could be the. It, I mean, fifty-fifty. I can't put a, put a name down, but if I have to, I'm gonna go with the new boys in town. And just say, like I did before, I'm, just, I'm gonna go with the new boys in town. and Say Seattle. Let's go. So I want to I want to say a rivalry, and also see you know Seattle kind of just have that love
0: <laughs> So to me, um, and this pains me to say it, I'm gonna say Edmonton Oilers uh, at the top of the Pacific, and I I have a lot of disdain for the Edmonton Oilers. So Edmonton fans, there's there's your one reprieve from me. All right, let's move on to the Atlantic. In the Atlantic, we've got Boston, Bruins, Buffalo Sabres, Detroit Red Wings, Florida Panthers, Montreal Canadiens, Ottawa Senators, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, I think we've uh, figured out how we're going with this. Most improved team, Nick, go. Uh,
2: for the most improved team, it's kind of a toss-up between two teams, but I'm going to go ahead and say the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, one of the reasons why I decided to go with the Florida Panthers is I I do like the uh, addition of Sam Reinhart uh, and the uh, three-year extension attached to him a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that definitely adds a new dynamic element to their top six. And uh, if he can play center as well as he was looking in uh, uh, Buffalo this last year, then I think that they uh, definitely could be cooking with something. And then... Uh, I like the uh, addition of uh, old man Jumbo Joe on his one-year old depth signing down there. Uh, yeah, uh, league minimum. <laughs> looking for his retirement home down in Florida while he's searching for his Stanley Cup.
0: I've got to say the one positive thing that you could have said about the bu- uh, the Buffalo Sabres season was Sam Reinhart, and they just let him go.
2: Yeah, that was the crazy thing to me is uh, I don't have the exact return on here, but... Uh, they they didn't get a whole lot in the the return
0: for uh with uh, uh, for Sam Reinhardt after that season like almost no uh, no return is going to be a good return
2: yeah and then uh, with the re-signing of a uh, Duclair and Forsling and bringing back a lot of the other you know depth guys that they had laying around there and then the three-year um, extension of Spencer Knight who. Obviously looks like he's gonna be the new number one down there in net. Just blew the
0: tits off of everybody down yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. So I,
2: uh I I'm I'm roll I'm rolling with the people who are making the big moves right now, and I'm gonna go with the Florida Panthers.
0: And I, I guarantee you there's gonna be an extension for Barkoff, not to mention Aaron Eckblad. will be back next year from his horrific leg inj- injury from last year. Like, oh my Shout god. Shout out one of my favorite players. Uh Ecky, yeah, absolute. All right there, Bryce Lee. You the boys from Boston, cause your mother. The Boston. <laughs> right. no, no,
3: no, but really though, I gotta go. I gotta go Boston. Cause you know, of my mother. Cause of your mother. you to talk about my yeah, mother. No, you know, you know, it's a great sandwich. But I, I, I can't, I can't really deny that. She, she a great sandwich. But you no, know, anyways, you know, with the boys, uh, they're in Boston. I think you know, you know, all the, all the shit that went around with Tuka Rask, right? The hip surgery. Um, and then you have things going on, you know, kind of with you know, they... Crutchy too I mean so I mean you have how to Kind of figure out What the fuck's going on We are talking
0: Boston. about The most improved here right little, The most improved yeah Wow yeah. Uh, I would like it's, to see why so,
3: No literally I, I mean I feel like You know Overall, Boston just has that. They have a team that are always there. They're always in to be in the playoffs. They're always seems to be kind of like in the name and running for it. Yeah, they're and always I mean, in that they, being pod And I don't see anything that happened dramatically, you know, truly this season that was really alter their chances of really going back to the playoffs. Well, they've been kind of quiet, so you know that's kind of how I feel like they kind of feel comfortable where they are. So I feel comfortable with them being like literally where they're at. I think they they've only gotten better through the draft too. That's a so,
0: really key. Key additions with uh, Nick Foligno. I feel like Nick Foligno is a great fit for Boston. Yeah,
3: I definitely like that two-year
2: pickup for them.
0: Yeah, and I mean like that Taylor Hall extension is uh, pretty, uh, pretty fiscally responsible and good for the team as well. Shout out to mean, Taylor Hall. This,
3: I think this this improvement happened through the season. When they picked up Taylor Hall, they were a whole totally different team. Yeah, that was the I improvement mean, for next year. That's where it come, they're yeah. coming from is you know some of the, the decisions they made not just you know offseason but prior even this during the season you saw a 180 in the in, in the regular season this last season so i think you're gonna obviously see them compare, you know carry that momentum into next season for and, sure. uh,
0: and to and unfortunately uh, say as much as you know i respect Yaro halak it was probably the best thing for him to move on from uh boston for sure i mean dan vladar and Jer uh jeremy swayman all like took basically took his job in that last part of the season. So I think Jeremy Swayman can definitely stay, uh like take a stand and really uh add something to that Boston. Yeah. I mean so we only see you know, only the best can hopefully
3: happen out of the you know, you know, you know, the, the rask and the crashy situation. But I think at the end of the day, they're gonna be right, right left off. I don't think anything really dramatic happened. I think,
0: you know, Rask might just be back before this, you know, the season starts, anyways. So, uh, well, yeah, that's what I was about to say too. Is that it's not as if Rask is actually gone. I mean, he probably probably won't start the beginning of the season, but he will potentially be back at least.
2: He definitely left the ball in their court. I mean, he pretty much said it was Boston or nothing. So. Yeah.
0: Uh. Well, I, I mean, t- to think of Tuka Rask going anywhere else, that would just be crazy. Well,
2: yeah, but I mean, so it's just. Pretty Much if, if they're gonna move on from Tuca, it's gonna be their decision, not yeah.
3: This. Oh, yeah, it's cool to see Bergeron, you know. And gosh, you had you know, you know, Marchand and Bergeron just still doing their thing as always. So, I mean, you can't really complain,
0: yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, full course of Bergie and Marchand with a side of pasta.
2: There you go, uh, Bergie the uh, legend, uh, Bergie the legend
0: So, we'll see, I mean, I mean, Boston, I'm never too worried about going into any season unless, you know, um, Bergie uh, decides to fly away Marshan, you know, breaks his entire leg and Pasta, you know, decides he wants to play hockey on the west coast or be a barista for you know Duncan. Yeah. Donuts. You know. Well, whatever. Well, I mean, obviously he's got the job anyways. Be a spokesman for Duncan. Um. So for my most improved team, I've got to say it's the Detroit Red Wings. Wow. Yeah. That hurts. That's disgusting. I mean, adding a gigantic, like adding huge on the back end with uh, Alex Nedulkovich. For little, 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 uh, little price. I mean, obvi- and um, acquiring Yaka Verano last year, uh, he's uh, he's gonna get a full year under the Red Wing sweater. I mean, obvi- and then uh, signing on Pius Suter from Chicago. I mean, I I gotta give Stevie Y the the shrift, man. Like he's. He's come into Detroit, and he's got a plan, and he's following through with it, and I think they're already better than they were the last three or four years. I was going to
3: say, um, I don't care. I think the Redmen suck, and I hate them. And so I'm going to leave it at that.
0: Talk about unbiased reporting there from Bryce McMillan. <laughs> as much
2: as, much as uh, I hate the Wings, I, I would tend to agree with I do. I do like their off season and... I mean, it's it's clear Stevie White put together that uh, juggernaut in Tampa Bay. And, I mean, even though he left to go to Detroit, a lot of that winning that they have going on is his creation. So, I think he's got them heading in the right direction for sure. They had a really good draft this year as well.
3: Absolutely. My question is, you know, what's Larkin been up to lately? Like, he's been pretty quiet, I feel like, last couple of seasons. You know, hasn't really been like that. Who? It's
0: Larkin. Uh, well that's the thing too is that he needs to get back to like what he was looking like and I think a lot of uh, a lot of that is gonna come with uh the supporting cast that Stevie Y is gonna add to what uh Larkin's giving out and you know honestly I'm not a big fan of Larkin I think I, I hate his attitude but no I, I really think that the the Detroit Red Wings are not gonna finish in the bottom of the Atlantic this year I would tend to
2: agree that uh that Ned pickup from Carolina that was one of the uh my favorite pickups of the offseason, that wasn't, huge. that was that was a big move.
0: Just huge. All right, so <laughs> I think we all know what answer uh, is coming next. Uh, the least improved team in the Atlantic. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah we're all Buffalo. I was going to say, do
2: you want me to give you a team that doesn't reside in Buffalo? <laughs> I can give you a second last. All right, so
0: Dark Horse of uh, the Atlantic.
2: Uh, my dark horse in the Atlantic is the, the Ottawa Senators.
0: I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, as long as they can sign Brady Kachuk.
2: Yep, yeah, but that's that's where I'm going. I, I like what uh, Brady Kachuk's been showing up there.
0: And, uh,. Tim Stutzla and, I think he's a little pissant, but I'll agree to you. I mean, I
2: think both Kachuks are,
0: but... I, uh, yeah, but Tim Stutzla, I'm very excited to see him going
2: but on. But a, a lot of that young talent that they've been drafting and developing for a long time up there in Ottawa, and they still got draft picks, and they got a lot of money now, and they they were playing really good at the end of the year and they, they barely missed it. I would have liked to have seen if it had been an 82 game season. I think they might have squeaked their way in. They could
0: have pulled it out. Yeah. I, well, the only big question is I like goaltending.
2: Yeah, goaltending's huge up there, but I mean, like I said, they were, you know, they're young and developing and this is dark horse and yeah. They uh they looked they looked really good at the end of the year and they look like that they they if they would have had two weeks more, I think that they could have squeaked in. So. Yeah, shit, yeah,
0: I believe it. Uh what about you, Bryce Lee?
3: Man, um, so I'm definitely have to you no, know, I after you know thinking about these things for a little bit, I'm gonna have to go with Gosh. It is a toss up, really a hard toss up right now. I mean, I could think keep taking my fucking quick, quick <laughs> answers. I apologize. I, Literally. I apologize. So I'm ha- I might have to go with, you know, definitely Florida.
0: Your Dark Horse? Yeah, a Dark okay. Horse.
3: I mean, they had a really great draft. And, I mean, I think, you know, last season you saw a lot of great, you know, great improvement. But at the end of the day, I mean, it, it could be, you know, one of those seasons where you think he had the right roster, kind of like a lot of teams do, and then they kind of take crap in their helmets. Yeah,
0: well, I um, think uh, uh, as long as Bobrovsky gets less – uh Less turns in net. I think you'll be all right. And Spencer Knight can be all that he can be. Have a have a tandem, but uh, with Bob Bobrovsky right now, I just I just do not see their their uh, tandem. You're just hoping good.
2: he can find it just just a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, that's all he needs is to find it a little bit, you know. Because I mean, we've seen Sergei Bobrovsky in the past. Right, but you mean last you know, three or four
3: seasons, we can, we can honestly say last like four four years ago, the Panthers were even a blip on the radar. Literally. No, I, mean. but I think as an organization, as a team, they've been progressing year by year by year. So oh, what absolutely. they're doing has been working. Is it gonna be their year? I don't think so. But I mean they're definitely gonna be, you know, my dark horse for sure, just because you know, they have been coming out of nowhere. Yeah. You don't expect this team out of Florida just you know, besides the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, if any if right. the Florida Panthers? I mean, come on. They've been a blip in the right for, like, maybe for the last three years. So I think they might just have the season. They might not. But if they come out of nowhere, I
0: wouldn't be surprised. It's a dark horse, bro. I yeah, be yeah, for sure. Um, I got to say Ottawa as well is my dark horse. Uh, top of the Atlantic, real quick.
2: Top of the Atlantic. I mean, it's hard to argue with uh, the two-time reigning, defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, that one's kind of like a no brainer. I mean, they, uh, not to mention they locked up Braden Point on an eight year deal, and they were able to, uh, ship out a lot of, you know, good and Tyler Johnson, some of these more expensive depth options. And, uh, uh,
0: Blake Coleman was a terrible loss. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I'm, yeah, they
2: definitely lost some, you know, they lost some key talent, but, uh, bringing in a uh, Corey Perry on the cheap and, uh, uh a French or a a P Belmar, yeah. yeah, on the cheap. It's uh it's hard to see where they lost a lot of that blue line's still really good. Yeah. They're still rolling and they got a young Calfoot who hasn't even seen the ice. Yeah, really, true.
3: So Bryce I mean I, I I'm gonna push back a little bit on that. You know, this was a team that was had such a ridiculous, you know, salary over budgeted team. Over salary cap, I, you know, I think, you know, everyone kind of came into this understanding this is the last time this team will really be pieced together this way. And so, you know, I think, you know, they've lost a lot, you know, the team is no longer going to be the same. So, I mean, I think you're going to see, you know, not a third repeat. But I may mean, think you might see them, you know, kind of in the next couple of years going on that kind of rebuilds type of stage. You know, I think they have some good, you know, pieces They you signed written point, which is great. But I mean, a lot of those pieces are just not there anymore. So, I mean, they won two in a row. I get that. But I think this year is going to be way different just because there's over salary, you know, too much money over capped I think it's going to be different.
0: I don't think yeah. they lost a lot of their core. Yeah. Like a lot of their core. I mean, yeah, you've got guys like you lost your entire fourth line and probably a bit of your third line, but I don't think they lost a lot, so I got to go Tampa as well. Yeah, I mean, not to mention uh, just
2: obviously everything's riding on Voszelewski with them. I mean, if Voszelewski goes down, then we're having a completely different conversation, but as long as that guy's healthy. I mean, I think he's the the number one in the NHL.
0: Dude's uh, a fucking. As beast. much as
2: I love Carey Price, I mean, Vachalevsky
3: is. I am to up that. That advocate. I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. How can you not go with the reigning champs? Brendan's saying there could be some different changes. They could pull it off. Could be a little different flow for sure. But the organization, the team they have, the coaches they have. I mean, I don't. I mean, if they coach the same way, who knows? You can definitely pull it out. So I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that the best in the world cannot be the best in the world again.
2: Well, Cooper so, ain't
0: going anywhere. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, no, that means yeah. having a good
2: time down there right I'm now. I'm going
0: Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. <laughs> All right, let's switch over to the uh, metropolitan. We've got the Carolina Hurricanes, the Columbus Blue Jackets, New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Washington Capitals. A most improved team go, Nick. Uh, my most impro- improved team in the Metropolitan is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Most improved team, you say? I, I am all ears for this one. I do like a lot of the moves that they
2: made in terms of, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be the most, I don't know if they're, how deep in the playoff hunt they're going to be this year, but I do like what they did in the offseason as far as they weren't going to be able to bring Seth Jones back. No. And I do like the Boquest. And on a personal level, I wouldn't have traded Boquest for Seth Jones straight up just cuz I'm not a big Seth Jones guy. Right. But the addition of Boquest and uh bringing it being able to bring in uh, a from Philly for uh Cam Atkinson which I mean, giving up Cam Atkinson kind of hurts but a Voracek in a uh a change the scenery he's a really good hockey player and I believe he can bounce back
0: I feel like that's really what he needed too
2: and then uh, being able to lock up Wierinski on a six year deal and uh, getting Patrick Lane to sign his one year qualifying offer Yeah,
0: uh, qualifying offer that's
2: huge yeah I mean that's bring, being able to bring him back on a uh, I mean, we, we all know that if Patrick Lanay performs the way that he can, that dude can be a $10 million player in the league somewhere. Oh, easily. So being able to bring him back on a, a qualifying offer and then lock up a Wierenski on a six-year deal and just some of the other moves that they made. I'm not necessarily sold on how competitive they're going to be in the Metropolitan, but I do like kind of the direction that they're trying to head in.
0: Uh, what kind of lost me with the Columbus was the Cam Atkinson deal. Um, Cam Atkinson was the heart and soul of that Columbus Blue Jackets team. So I just I feel like there's going to be a lost identity. I don't almost. know. I guess uh, the way I was looking at it, bringing in kind of like
2: a grown up from Philly and Voracek, who it it seems like at this point he kind of needed new, a change of scenery in his career too. I mean he's still a good player, but I I guess he just wasn't in the Philly's looking more to the future. It seems like than...
0: Uh, they are the present, so... In Lumbus, Well, and, I mean, I just thought about this, too. Like, I mean, if they, they lost, uh, they let Tortorella go. So, I mean, that whole team's going to get a shakeup anyway, so... Well, that's what... I guess is, that's not uh, too much of a loss. You, with can, you can get like. a,
2: maybe a bounce back from Patrick Lannay under a, maybe a not-Torts coach team as well.
0: Yeah, maybe he could pull his head out of his ass and really start to become, like, a leader.
2: Well, that and also maybe a head coach would realize that, like... He doesn't play the most defense. Just let him score goals. That's what he does.
0: Ah, oh, well. Uh, what do you think, there,
3: uh, Breyster? So I, I had one opinion before we started this whole podcast, but it just came through. Kokiniemi, did I say it right? Kokiniemi.
0: Kokiniemi.
3: Just went to. Yeah, we already yeah, said so that. I just, I'm, just, I'm just amazed by that. So the War actually did I ended up getting the right trade. So I'm just happy about that. Just want to confirm that. But anyways, <laughs> Um no, I just wanted to guess, and you know, it has to be the Philadelphia Flyers. You yeah, know, I think the Philadelphia Flyers. You know, free agency, the tr- you know the drafts, everything they've done so far. I mean, I mean they kept the whole the whole team together pretty much and just added more to it.
0: So, oh, they completely play. reshaped their defensemen. I mean, I bringing in Ryan Ellis. Uh, who else? Oh, Ryan Ellis and uh, Rasmus Rista. Yeah, Risto's Rista's the Philly. Dropping off, uh, dropping off Ghost. I like, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of what they did on their offense. I mean, on their defense. I I
2: love the Ryan Ellis trade. I really do. The Risto trade though.
0: That was savvy. I, that was really savvy. So I mean, I, I definitely see where you got uh right uh the, the Philly. Uh, the only thing I'm not sold on is signing Carter Hart to an extension. For I think, not. I
3: think Mick McConnell's been doing a great job
0: just like just finding the talent
3: and just drafting them and just being able to kind of piece that all together he's been doing a great job i think that's the highlight of it all really as that guy behind it so
0: um for me it's got to be the new jersey devils most uh, improved i mean adding adding huge pieces like uh ryan graves was I mean that's gigantic uh, I mean and N- Nico Heisher is going to be coming back for an actual 82 game season I, I feel like and their goaltending was never anything to worry about in the first place so I think they and they got rid of Will Butcher was and which was a really uh kind of a death sentence on their back end so I I, I feel like New Jersey might have improved the most to me
2: yeah, that was uh, that was definitely who I, I had them up there tied with the, the Blue Jackets because I like the Bernier and Tatar pickup for sure. And then they, they got the big fish in free agency too. I mean, old Dougie Hamilton. So.
0: And that's huge. I mean, stealing a Dougie Hamilton, I mean, the way he was playing uh, in Carolina was huge.
2: Well, yes, yeah, to get him from a division rival as well, I mean, that
0: that's big. That's huge. Yeah, so let's move on to Least Improved.
2: Uh, for the least improved team, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, okay. And the reason why I picked the Pittsburgh Penguins is because basically they're running it back with what they got. And uh, Tristan Jari and Nett, we all saw how it ended. I don't know. There's still a big question mark in Net there. And Casey DeSmith as a backup
0: is not that great Not either. Not
2: a great option at two. And then, uh, you know, they the same guys as it's, it's always been Crosby and Malkin and the boys. Uh, yeah. Not to mention they lost McCann to, to Toronto, and then uh, if you uh, just run it back with the same way, it's it's kind of why I had why I had the the Leafs where I had them on my list as well too. It's just, it's
0: kind of the opposite of if it if it ain't broke don't fix it.
2: Yeah. It's just they uh, they're just they keep doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, yeah, they make the playoffs, but uh, for some of the season, or uh, some might say majority of the season, it's been a bit mediocre.
2: And I mean, that's a bit of a tough choice for at least improved too, but I mean, this division is fairly stacked when you look at it. So I just, I feel like they kind of stayed put and they they had a chance to gain ground and they didn't.
0: What do you think there, Bryce?
3: I'm gonna go with the Devils.
0: Least improved?
3: I mean, I, I mean honestly, like again for me, I have to be Devils' advocate here. A little bit, I have to. But when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, literally, there hasn't really been. I mean, when they, I think, you know, of Taylor Hall, first off, you know, kind of just the whole history of the team just have made bad decisions. I think, and so really right now, I mean, they haven't really made any splashes in the last few seasons, really at all. I mean, so I really kind of feel like they're going to stay stagnant. I really don't feel Dougie like going to be,
0: Hamilton and Ryan Graves wasn't enough of a spot for you?
3: Ryan Graves, yeah. I mean, but, but then again, why do the abs get rid of him? I mean, it's if you also expensive. think about these things... Because we we're going to
0: lose him anyways. <laughs> we, lose them we had ways. to.
3: You'd lose him anyways, but I mean, it's still like it's not exactly where they have to be. I just feel like, you know, yeah, they made these up... They they made upgrades, but I don't feel like it's where they have to be. I really just
0: don't. I don't That's just, a I look, hot take. It that is. is a hot take. <laughs> yeah,
3: I really feel that way. <sighs> um, yeah.
0: I'm going to say the Carolina Hurricanes were the least improved. I mean, they let go of Alex Dodolkovich, uh, Peter Mrazik, Jake Bean, and they add Tony DiDangelo. Tony Locker Room himself. I and and I mean losing Jake Bean is huge. Jake Bean's gonna be an a, like an incredible, incredible defenseman, and then that that's why I kind of see your angle on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, I I'm forgot doing, you know, to even mention him on my yeah. argument,
2: but yeah, that's... but
0: yeah, but I mean uh, they. <laughs> And I mean, yeah, their their offense that you can't really go wrong with Aho, Teravine, and uh, I mean, yeah, and like the the emergence of Martin Nechez. I mean, I mean Eric Stahl is, you know, the ageless wonder at this point, you know. Um, it's just I... I <laughs> They lost it on the back end. I mean, yeah, they got Jacob Slavin still, and, and I mean, but I just... I mean, they got
2: Ethan Bear, I guess.
0: I mean, they... And yet he's still yet to even really, like, make something of himself. I mean, don't get me wrong, what he's done for indigenous hockey players, especially after all that, you know, race baiting and stuff on, on the Internet, for what he's done for indigenous players, huge. Don't get me wrong. But he, as a hockey player, he really didn't show me any much... When he was playing at Edmonton, maybe, maybe it'll be different in Carolina. But as of right now, I'm saying, um, you trade off Peter Morazic and Alex Ndokovic for who? Freddie Anderson.
2: They're rolling the dice. They think Freddie's got it. Freddie
0: Anderson. I mean, I mean, we come on people. We know Freddie Anderson. If he even finishes the season, it's not going to be looking good. So I just, I, I, I got to say at least improve for sure. Who's your guys' dark horses on the Metro? I mean, I'm a to and say the same thing about you. I'm
3: going to go with, you know, um, for sure, the Carolina Hurricanes.
0: You're going to say I'm,
3: dark horse, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Yeah. Okay. I am. Um, I mean, Ajo's has been great. I think they had some great additions to it. But I mean, they're still one of those teams I think are pretty iffy. You don't, really don't know what you get out of them unless you're playing a team that's under your, your skill level, I think. They are sometimes a team where I think they really play down to their opponent's skill level instead of really trying to play to win. They kind of play not to win sometimes. Um, but I think I, know,
0: yeah I can actually see that
3: so that's kind of how I feel about Carolina so I mean they could have a season where they can really kill it or they can really just take it again and shit in their helmets. so I mean ajo has proven that he can lead a team he can definitely take over a game if he wants to um, but I, you know, at the end of the day I just kind of feel like he kind of toss a 50 50 again with you know the Carolina hurricanes
0: Bryce McMillan with the hot t- hot takes. What do you think there Nick uh, well it's a little hard to pick a uh, a dark horse in
2: this division, I guess, because it's so deep. Um, I guess I would have to go with the Washington Capitals, even though, I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to call them a dark horse. Dark horse, but I would like them uh, reacquiring Vitek Vanacek from Seattle. Oh uh, yeah, they were lucky that they
0: uh, that Seattle side grew yeah, out of They, they, that they that got very
2: lucky that their goaltending situation like went the way it did in Seattle, but. It played out well for the Caps, and they traded a second for Vitek Vanacek, and uh, able to re-sign Ovi, I mean, the legend on that five-year extension, chasing down the great one, I mean, it's... uh,
3: You could it, get rid of him if you wanted to, it, just, it's a, that would just cause riots. It's a, yeah. lot of,
2: it's a lot of the same, you know, Oshie did... Uh, Carlson and Ovi and the boys but and Backy and yeah and Backy but they just never seem to go anywhere and a lot of people seem to be overlooking them this year just because of moves that were made but I, I don't think the caps are going anywhere
0: I'm going to go with uh, the New York Rangers as a dark horse. I can see them squirting into the playoffs, as long as Shesterkin and Gorgiev can work together. Um, I mean, um, Cabo Caco is due. It's a, big a due. Uh, I mean, Mika is so solid. He, he's going to be yeah, solid. I can Luxie, see that happening Lafreniere. for sure. Yeah, Lafreniere is going to be a big question. I mean, as long as he... like he, I mean, he he put a better uh, rookie year up than Jack Hughes or Capo Caco, so I'm not as worried about... Um, um, uh, uh, La Lafreniere than I am Kako, but I think Kako even played a little bit better last year. So I think they're on the right right track, and I, I just I think they could squeeze one in.
3: Totally, that's what kind of put me on the bridge of Rangers or Hurricanes at the end of the day. Because again, you see what happens. When you know. The track record and those two teams play each other has always been the Hurricanes. I mean, you have this yeah. talent on on New York who would, you on paper, should win that game every uh, fucking time. F- yeah, super fresh talent so for sure. You, yeah, it's kind of yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen, so yeah. And All that's right, that's a good
0: pick, Cody. Yeah. I thought so. I mean, I, I like him. I like, I like where they're heading, so, I mean, at the, with the emergence of Adam Fox, too, I mean, winning the, the Norris this year, as long as he can keep that up as well. I guess
2: the only move that they made this year that I didn't, or this offseason, I didn't love, I didn't love the Bucinavich
0: trade. Well, Ooh, yeah, Butchnevich I was, was headed for a major payday anyways, but they got a really great player in Sammy Blay as well. I mean, obviously, uh, he doesn't get a lot of notoriety like Butchnevich did, but that just goes for not playing in New York. But Sammy Blay is a very capable player, and I, I think um, at the risk of the Rangers overplaying, uh, overpaying Butch, I thought that was probably the best move that they could have done.
2: I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah, and then I like the re-signing of Philip Chittle as well.
0: Hiddle, yeah, uh, Philip Hiddle is. I mean, he's under the radar, just fucking gold for them as well. So, I mean, and they got their Tom Wilson answer Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Fucking pylon. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 just, I, I don't see any need for fucking Ryan Reeves other than going out there being. I'm being not a gay. Ryan Reeves guy yeah, either, but obviously Tom
2: Wilson broke that organization.
0: Oh, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but I, I, uh, once again, I mean, our. <laughs> Reminding me of that, you still have our Timmy Pernarin that, that played his best season in New York. So, uh, I mean, to be completely honest with you, Ryan Reeves is of zero consequence to me, no matter where I look at it. I guarantee you he might factor into maybe 40 games this year. I
2: just met as a. He's just. They went out he's not gonna be an everyday guy for them, obviously. He just they went out and got a response for one tough guy that they couldn't handle.
0: Well the only thing is I just like I hate hearing people talk about Ryan Rees how like he's the be all end all of anything. Dude, he's a fucking pylon. I'm not I'm the not guy, the guy goes out there and goons it up and yeah, maybe he'll get a like maybe a, a, a goal will bounce off his stick once or twice. Big fan.
2: I mean or not big fan, but I mean big I agree with what you're saying. But it yeah. took him and don't get me ten wrong. years
0: to score a hundred points. <laughs> and don't get me wrong I'm, I'm I'm number one guy When it comes to top hockey But it's just uh, I'm so sick of people Talking about how Ryan Reeves Is a bigger factor Than he really is Dude's a fucking pylon I'm sorry And Ryan Reeves If you're out there Thanks for being a tough guy But uh, You know what um, Thanks for going to The Eastern Conference uh, I just I, I, I don't see him as a factor I don't see him as a factor On any team Unless
3: Yeah Ryan you're up Raleigh
0: Unless you're going out there and literally trying to fight uh Tom Wilson. Ryan Reeves, if you hear this, I will fight you if you can find me. I wouldn't say that. I mean I I I'm, I'm saying some gnarly shit about Ryan Reeves, but if uh Find the guy in the red hockey jersey wheelchair, beat him up. But like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> 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 All right, let's let's uh switch this conversation. I ain't getting my fucking lights knocked out. Um so uh we done darker, so who's at the top of the metro this year? Uh Nick. At the top of the metro, I have the New York Islanders. That's a solid pick. That is like uh, it's an underwhelming pick, just because that's how the Islanders play is very underwhelming, very boring hockey. But it gets results. Very trots, baby. Trots, trots, trotting into first place. What do you think, there, Breyster? I'm going New York Rangers. You're going New York Rangers all all the way to the top.
3: That is fucking bold. That is I really bold. am. I know, dude. I really am, dude. I think. I think finally they have the right, the fucking right lines and the right surroundings for Zabidenjad, dude. I think he's gonna carry it all. I think this team will do it this year if they have the right opportunity. They can keep their players healthy for one. They've had huge injury issues, so I think if they keep their players, you know, healthy and they can get through what's happening with Car- you know with Carolina, they can possibly, you know, take it. I, I really feel like they could.
0: I think Chris Kreider needs to play a much bigger role. Again,
3: yeah, totally. Like,
0: he needs to get back to the Chris Kreider uh, a few years back. Uh, if if they're, they have the, any chance to make it to the top of the uh, metro, Chris Kreider needs to have a big return. Their big dudes are gonna have to play big hockey. Yeah, yeah That's I, mean,
2: bold. I
3: mean, I took him as my dark horse. I mean, I'm also gonna kind of take them as the team I think they are gonna kind of take that. You know? I took him as the dark horse. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, so I'm, I kind of agree with you though. At the end of the day, I have to a little bit here where yeah. you're like you know there's a big possibility where they really could do it. They could pull it out. So I mean,
0: I mean yeah, I mean you can't overlook them. Fuck. I mean, oh. uh, what what better goalie tandem could you have? As long as those two stay strong, I mean that's that's the big parody in the league these you days. Got a, you got the all You got to have, young... have a one B and a one A all day long, and I think they have that in those two Russian motherfuckers. Got all the young talent in the world there too. I'm gonna take the easy road, and I'm gonna say Washington Capitals on top. Sorry, It's just—I mean, not not much changed. I mean, Ovi's, Ovi's hungry to get that Gretz record, the the Gretz card, if you will. Um, Backy <laughs> Backy was even talking about how stoked he is to get uh, uh, Ovi that record, and I mean, it's just nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. I mean, they sat pretty much on top of the they they sit pretty much on top of the division almost every year. It's just. There's nothing that changed. That's, I mean, from, that's why I sat here and
2: told, argued that it was very hard for me to argue them as my dark horse.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah, fair. Uh, but uh, the thing the thing that I do have to, I mean, I, I, I always harp on goaltending. Um, that's the first thing I'm going to look at it all the time. Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov needs to be solid. And Samsonov had a bit of uh, a rough a rough go of it at times last year, and so did Vanek. So, they uh, without a without a Brendan Dillon back there, like really uh, staying home for him, they need to be solid. And uh, they didn't really add anything uh, add anything, but they didn't really lose anything either. it all depends also if Chara comes back. I mean, yeah, maybe Chara may not be like the uh, spring chicken that he used to be, but there, that guy can eat up minutes, and he's a big presence, literally, in the uh, lineup. You know, literally and um, uh, metaphorically. I mean, the, I mean, the guy just commands respect, and if uh, Chara's not doing it, you're not doing it. If Chara is doing it, you're doing it. So I mean, um Charis still is undecided if he's gonna come back, if he's even gonna play for Washington, but I'm still gonna say Washington at the top of the trail. It's hard to are you. Hard to R you. Oh my goodness, boys, that was that was a haul. How how do you guys feel after that? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty yeah I mean I
3: think we could, we're pretty accurate, I really feel like. We'll see what happens. Maybe we have to save everyone remember what we said here we'll have to come back to it, i Think at least half through the season and kind of see what happens yeah, to these bust for these takes in a couple you know, months yeah really? for real we really? have to come back to this episode just kind of see where we're at it'd be cool
0: I mean especially like great right when playoffs or uh, like maybe end of the season just have like a recap that'd be awesome yeah I well all I know is that I'm I am just so fucking sick. at least
3: 41 games ended but you should just have a good idea
0: yeah uh, you know, well I'm I mean sorry. obviously for sure who would have thought them playing hockey longer in the year
2: than they usually do would have made you itch for hockey sooner than you would have thought
0: I mean this is this is this has seriously been the shortest off season and i think i'm itching for hockey more than i've ever itched for hockey and my life
3: especially if you're so close
0: Tend you to have to want that 10 to agree. <laughs> well, I, think, I think it
2: does happen to be that we're fans of a team that yeah. we think is right there right
0: there. well sweet boys uh before we uh before we head out i mean we've we've talked a major deal of puck here uh nick uh you want to send some shout outs before we hit the uh disc record Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, shout out to you boys for sure. First off for
2: letting me be on the pod with you guys. It's been a time for sure. It was a pleasure, man. Shout out to, uh, to, uh, old Ryan, the, uh, former neighbor and how I met Mr. Beekman yep. and, uh, the rest of the boys, you know who you are.
0: Yeah. All right. What what about you there, Bryce? I mean, the usual, I mean, we have
3: dog nation we have you know my, Beer nation. my Beer nation we have the homies the friends everyone that helps us also powered by sun run that that shout out was powered by Sunrun. there it was and uh other than that you boys and thank you so much for coming on bro yeah
2: Appreciate absolutely it. one million percent thanks for having me
0: so, yeah, big uh, big thank you to Nick for taking the time to come on. Big thank you to the boys, uh, all our listeners. Thank you to all of our monthly supporters. Those supporters are Todd Sawatsky, Kathy Moormeyer, Brooke McAllister, Lexi Schilling, uh, Nicole Vale... And and uh, so yeah, um, catch us. Uh, leave us a like and uh, a subscribe on all the socials: Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and you can always stream us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Castbox, Overcast, Podbean, Breaker, Verbal, and Pocket Casts. And we uh, actually have an official event. Coming up here very soon, October 9th, Saturday, we are hosting a first, the first annual On the Bench with Beaks Mixer to celebrate the new NHL season. So, this will be held at The Laboratory, where we make these beautiful podcasts that we send out to you every single week. So, please... Come, come by, have a drink with us, talk some puck and, you know, maybe get a little silly. So until then, and then until next week, V Horsch. Salute. Adios. How.
1: Mm, let's try the damn thing. See what happens.